You are listening to episode 36 of the Take the Reins podcast with Nikki Porter. Welcome, and thanks for stopping by. You're listening to Take the Reins, a weekly personal growth podcast for horse owners. If you're invested in becoming the best version of yourself in all your relationships, both human and equine, this is the spot for you. Through our conversations, you will learn how to become a stronger communicator, leader, and deepen the connection you crave both in and out of the arena. Horses have an awful lot to teach us, yet very little of it actually has to do with horses. They reflect back to you who you are emotionally, physically, and energetically. They are a mirror to your soul, and it is time to take an honest look at who you are and who you want to become. I can't wait to connect with you, so here we go. Hey there, welcome back to the Take the Reins podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Porter. And if this is not a welcome back, if this happens to be your first time listening to the show, I hope you enjoy this episode. And, you know, if you're curious about what Take the Reins is all about, I encourage you to go back and listen to all the episodes that we have available. This really is a podcast for horse owners who are invested in becoming the best version of themselves. And we like to use our horses as the motivating factor, but in all, we really are looking to be better for ourselves and it's an absolute bonus that it also betters the lives of our animals around us. So we're going to dive into our topic today and I again I hope you enjoy and if you do it helps the podcast so much when you engage with me and we have a conversation about what it is that you're looking to hear, how the podcast has helped you. I absolutely love those conversations and I encourage you to touch base with me and really let me know how you're doing and how this podcast has impacted your life and your horsemanship. You can find me online on Instagram at Nikki Porter Coaching or on Facebook at Nikki Porter author. I'm also on TikTok as well right now and I'm just using TikTok to be able to share my message with the TikTok world and the TikTok horse owners where I can really uh, inspire people to think outside of the box and think about their horsemanship from a personal level, not just looking at the horses. So if you're looking for some entertainment over on TikTok, you can find me there at Nikki Porter Coaching as well. All right, let's get right into it. So the topic today is one that's close to my heart. It's one that I've been speaking about quite often for a few years, but it also is one that keeps on coming up and coming up more lately. And it's coming up not only in my teaching, it's coming up in the things that I'm listening to and learning about. And I figured that was a sign that I better get talking about it with you guys as well. Our topic today is awareness. Awareness really is what our horses are here to teach us in my belief. It is the piece to the puzzle that we all seek. When we become more aware with our horses, we become the leader they need us to be for them to trust us, connect with us, relax with us, and work confidently with us. 
In the last clinic, my husband and I taught awareness and it seemed to be a key topic. And literally, as I already said, since that clinic, it has come up in almost everything that I've done. So I'm excited to be able to speak on the topic with you today. Before we speak about awareness and it being the missing link in our work with our horses, I first think that it's important that we speak about self-awareness. So what exactly is self-awareness? Simply put, self-awareness is the habit of paying attention to the way that you think, feel, and behave. Increased self-awareness is the key to better relationships, elevated moods, clearer thinking and decision-making, and more conscious and effective communication. I strongly believe we need to become more self-aware in everyday life to be able to see and feel its true benefits with our horses. It all comes back to how you do one thing is how you do everything. If you only strive to improve your awareness with your horse, it will improve other areas, but if you focus on your overall awareness, especially your self-awareness in everything you do, the impact will happen sooner as it will be something that you work on all day, every day versus the hour or so a day that you spend with your horse. It will also allow your horse to do what they do best and that is give you real-time feedback on how you are showing up for them mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. For a matter of time on today's episode, I'm going to offer you three ways to help you increase your self-awareness daily, but I don't want you to limit yourself to just these. They're just the tip of the iceberg, and I'm going to continue this conversation as season two goes on. So this, again, this is just the start. The first way that I encourage you to begin to focus on your own self-awareness is to begin to identify your cognitive distortions. Now, cognitive distortions are ways that our mind convinces us of something that isn't true. These thoughts are inaccurate and usually they reinforce negative thinking or emotions. Now, it's important to realize that these thoughts may sound rational or accurate to you when you're thinking them, but they really only serve keeping you feeling bad. A few ways that cognitive distortions may show up for you are the following. First, overgeneralization. A way that we actually see this when we're teaching, show up with people working with their horses, is when people tell us a story about an incident they may have had with their horse in the past. For instance, their horse didn't want to cross a waterway or a ditch on a trail ride one day, and then they come to us with a story made up about the horse being terrified of water or greatly disliking water and that the water box is going to be their thing and their horse will never get through it or it's going to be their biggest challenge and they just know that the water box is going to be the hardest part for the horse. So with this overgeneralization, they're actually creating a story that is going to stop them from working the horse that they have that day, and they're going to be working with the horse based on their assumptions about how the horse is going to be with that particular obstacle as a result of the incident that they had, and then they generalized, overgeneralized that response to every time that horse meets water from then on in. 
Okay, so the second way that cognitive distortions may be showing up for you would be jumping to conclusions. Clearly, you know what I mean here, so I don't have to explain. Not sure if you caught what I did there, but I'm just kidding. As we all know, jumping to conclusions means that we determine how others will feel or act based on our assumptions and opinion, not based on the facts. People often jump to conclusions about what their horse will like, dislike, be scared of, or not be quote unquote good at according to what they think the horse is capable of. When we jump to conclusions with our horses, we often don't even give them the chance to try something new and show us what they're capable of because we already have it made up in our mind that they're not going to be any good at it, that they're going to be scared of it, or that we're personally not going to be able to navigate the situation. Okay, the third and final way we're going to discuss today that cognitive distortions may be showing up for you would be catastrophizing. Now, Jane Pike speaks about catastrophizing in a fantastic episode of hers that she released on August 4th of her The Confident Rider podcast titled Understanding Positivity and Catastrophizing from the Level of the Nervous System. It's a fantastic episode and I highly recommend it. So I'm not going to go into too much detail with it here, but this is where might mode comes in. I speak about might mode in the conscious communicator because it can be so disruptive to what we do with our horses. When we catastrophize in the horse world, it can stop us from seeing all of the good our horses bring to us on a daily basis. Okay, so that was a lot of information. I'm going to just take us back here for a second to make sure I haven't lost any of you. The reason we were talking about any of that was because one of the ways we can increase our self-awareness is by becoming aware of our own cognitive distortions that come up for us on a regular basis. These again are just three of many ways, but I think that there are three important ways that we can recognize familiar yet unhelpful patterns in our thinking. All right, moving on to the second way that you can increase your self-awareness. Now, this is by getting clear on your personal values. Life can get so busy that we never seem to take the time to look at what is truly important to us. But it's very important that we understand that our values dictate how we act, how we react, how we respond to, and how we handle all the situations that come up in our life. Most often, when we're feeling good in life, the things, people, and situations surrounding us match our values. It is when things surrounding us, our work environment, our friendships, our personal actions, and so many more, don't match up with our values that we actually feel bad, and this can be a major source of unhappiness. Diving deep into identifying your personal values is instrumental in increasing your self-awareness. There are a number of resources online that you can go and do just that and dive deeper into how you find out what your values are and then how you can assess those and how those play out in your life altogether. But if you have my book, 
already, now is a great time for you to reread chapter three. I have a great exercise at the end of that chapter to help you gain clarity around your values. As you become more clear on the values you operate from, you can actually choose the path for your horsemanship more consciously. For the third and final way that we'll be discussing increasing your self-awareness today, now remember, there are not just three, there's a vast number of ways that you can increase your self-awareness, but for a matter of time in the podcast world, we're sticking to three. So the last one we're going to talk about right now is asking for feedback. Now, your horse offers you feedback every time you are together, whether you're asking something of them or not. However, We most likely need to gain that feedback in our own language before we can interpret it from them clearly. When you decide that you are willing to get constructive feedback, you have to also make the conscious decision to take it with an open heart and closed lips, other than to be able to say thank you. This might be the hardest thing that you'll ever set out to do. There will be no room for defensiveness or explanation. If you feel the need to defend or explain, use that feeling as personal feedback to reflect upon. I want you to take the feedback process slow and deliberately. Do not just pick a random person in your life and tell them to tell you all the ways that you can improve as a person. Pick who you ask very carefully. Be sure that you trust and respect this person and not just a person that you feel you should trust and respect. Be sure that you actually do trust and respect this person. Ask small questions to start and then build to more significant ones as you process how constructive criticism shows up in your body and how you can walk through it to help you improve rather than dwell on it and be hurt by it. You will notice that you probably will have a physical or emotional response to the criticism and it's very important for you to not internalize that and for you to use that in the manner that it's meant for and that's to use it to grow, not to dwell on and beat yourself up over. I'd like to just take a second and speak about the feedback that we receive from our horses. More often than not, people attach stories to the feedback they receive from their horses, usually about the horse rather than about themselves. I encourage you to recognize when you begin attaching stories to feedback and avoid doing so because when you attach a story to feedback that you receive, the story will hold you back. Take it for what it is and decide that it will be what moves you forward. Personal development is not easy and it is not comfortable and that's why so many of us avoid the areas that we need to improve upon by creating excuses and by taking on a victim mentality. A great reminder to help you work through this pressure is to understand that when you're uncomfortable, when an emotion is coming up that makes you feel like you should run or hide is when you need to stay and sit for longer until you understand why and that it is not life-threatening. It's a thought and it's emotion and if you can let it pass, it will be the end of it, not the end of you. You might be wondering exactly how it is that you go about 
navigating these new awarenesses of yours and how it is that you track them and track your growth and see where you are and where you'd like to be and how you get there. And I encourage you to do that through journaling. I, I feel like journaling is one of those things that people like to talk about and they understand is something good to do, but that it's an easy thing to get put to the side and not really fall into a habit of doing. But once we do and we create the habit, it can become very intentional, become, become, can become very therapeutic, and it can also become structured in a way that we can see exactly where we would like to go, but it allows us to navigate the messiness between where we are now and that goal. Personally, I have done the whole, I'm going to journal at a specific time of day and try to keep that consistency. But what has come up for me is that I really do enjoy writing in the morning and journaling in the morning and using that as a way to reflect on what I'm grateful for and planning my day in order to make my day the most productive and create actionable steps towards what I'm looking to create in life. But I don't really like to use my morning journaling as a place to reflect and process. I do that best later at night when I have kind of checked off all my responsibilities for the day and I can sit down with my thoughts and really look at how I'm feeling that day and why. I actually had an interesting conversation around this reflection habit that I have with a friend of mine just this past week. Now, she and I had had a conversation a few weeks back that she wasn't 100% sure how I took that conversation and came back to me worried that she had caused me some undue stress. And it was interesting because I loved that she brought this to my attention and I loved that it opened up the conversation of me really having created this habit of reflection and it allowed me to see what that that habit of reflection has done for my mental and emotional health. It wasn't that the conversation that she and I had was, you know, a conversation that wouldn't have triggered me in the past. Even as early as a year ago, I probably would have held on to that conversation and carried hurt with me as a result of that conversation because I would have been busy replaying it in order to make meaning and create a story around it. Instead, I was able to ask questions that were directly related to how I was feeling and then take her answers for what they were and I worked through them and when I received her answers I was able to let go of the feelings that I was holding on to that were creating a bit of unease within me. So I was accepting the answers for what they were, accepting the situation for what it was and I was able to let go of it without it impacting my day-to-day mindset. Now interestingly I didn't even realize that I was able to let go the way that I was until she had brought it to my attention that she was feeling a little uneasy about, you know, bringing this up and about how it may have impacted me on a longer term. 
I strongly believe in the importance of being able to let emotions go through us and not hang on to emotions because as I did say to her, I do believe that when we hold on to our negative emotions that that is where sickness comes from. So I do my best to make sure that I'm aware of when I'm feeling unease and that I do the work necessary in order to be able to let go of that emotion. All right, so that was a little bit of a tangent, but I guess the point would be that if you're looking to be able to work through these new pieces in order to help you increase your level of self-awareness, if you figure out a journaling practice that works best for you, whether you do it you know, in the morning, midday, or at night is totally up to you, but make sure that you are in a headspace that you're able to reflect on what comes up for you and how you might be able to use what comes up for you to navigate life from a more self-aware place. All right, stay tuned for my next solo episode in two weeks time where I dive even deeper into the concept of awareness, why it is important, how we can achieve it, and how it will make a world of difference in the work you do with your horses. Okay, so in this episode, I referred to my book, The Conscious Communicator. If you haven't had the opportunity to read it yet, it's a great resource to help you on your personal growth journey as an equestrian. It can be found at balboapress.com if you're in the States or Indigo or Chapters Online if you're in Canada. But if you would like a signed copy mailed to you, feel free to PM me on Instagram or Facebook and I would love to be able to send one your way and links for both of those social media platforms are in the show notes. Okay, so thanks for listening and I will see you next time on the Take the Reins podcast. Well, that's it for today. Thank you for choosing to spend your time with me. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you did, please leave a review and share it with your friends. To learn more about me and what else I have on the go, skip on over to NikkiPorter.ca. Thanks again for listening, and we'll connect again next week. Until then, remember, you have the power to take the reins and live the life you've always wanted. You just have to step into the arena with an open heart and an open mind.